2: Yeah, This podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking
0: excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, shifts in conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text, sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk
2: about it, ah, yeah you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee baby we got it It's cup-
1: Welcome to Couples Therapy My name is Andy And I am Naomi We are a real life couple A real life couple of comedians And on Couples Therapy in Quarantine, quarantine. We talk to good friends Great comics About love, romance, romance and everything in between. Ooh, I like it. You guys, today's episode is a fun one. We
0: have dear friends and power couple Megan Gans and Humphrey Carr. Megan is a writer for shows like Community, Modern Family, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. She's the co creator of Mythic Quest. Hello. And Humphrey is an actor and writer who you know from shows like Mythic Quest, mm-hmm. and you can see him in the upcoming NBC
1: sitcom American Auto. And hey, you know what? I'm going to. Spill the tea, as they say. And I'm going to tell you something. There was an episode we did, uh, I don't know, a year or two ago, where uh, we talked about going to a friend's house. to uh, to. They made an escape room in their house. Well, you know what? We didn't name them then. We're naming them now. That was Megan Humphrey's house. True geniuses. True, True geniuses. Code
0: kids. Code breakers. They created a multimedia, multi-sensory experience in their yes. home, and they're about to give you a multimedia, multi experience right now.
1: Yes, geniuses, comedians. Third thing. Third thing. <laughs> uh, copyright, Andy Kindler. Uh, Naomi, uh, before we get into that, though, last week yeah, on Tawny Newsom's episode, yeah. uh, we had an advice question. Now, as we said then, you are famously sex negative, I am famously sex neutral. And- we got a sex question. And Tawny is also sex neutral. Yes. So, but, but we got a sex question about a, a couple in quarantine, and um, one of the partners has a higher sex drive than the other partner. And we were just like, I don't know, uh, jerk off in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't very good about it. And so, but, uh, someone wrote in, I don't know if they want their name on there. A
0: wonderful listener came in with some hot tips that we thought we would share with both the person who called in and anyone else who might have the issue. Okay. This person says, I have been married for around 10 years at this point and have always had a much higher sex drive than my husband, which is great for him because he pretty much gets it whenever he wants, but has presented some problems for me. The solutions I found after much trial and error are as follows. Don't let yourself get frustrated. Find ways and means to take care of your needs and desires and communicate that this is what you're doing with your partner. Also, let your partner know regularly that you find them attractive and desirable. That confidence boost can work wonders and may help to lift more than his mood. Don't do it in ways that would come off as a sex pest, but in a (laughs) no-string statement. I love sex pest. Sex
1: pest is so funny.
0: An affectionate peck on an adorable body part and state what you love about it. Be patient with your lover as they explore their emotions and endeavor to create a safe space for them to communicate with you without judgment or you trying to fix it. Just listen and empathize. Not only will they feel more accepted and welcome, but it will help you both to create habits which will see you through almost all of life's trials together. I hope this has helped and gives you some comfort in these crazy times. Great. That's... Thank you so much, Queen, for coming through with hot tips to make love last. Yes.
1: Again, we, uh, we are two unlicensed comedians. So... Unlicensed
0: comedians, are... notoriously
1: sex negative. <laughs> for you. Well, okay. Very neutral. I'm the Switzerland of sex. <laughs> Incredibly neutral. Not in any way <laughs> enticing. So, and okay. and I'm I like clockwork. <laughs> you guys. So, uh, if by you... the way, if you want to call in and ask your own advice questions, or send us uh, perhaps sex answers <laughs> <laughs> to advice questions. Uh, You can DM us on Twitter or Instagram, and you can also call in. We love—this is our preferred method. You can call in and leave a voicemail at 323-524-7839. Three things quickly, housekeeping, before we get to the episode. Number one, our Twitch show. Every Wednesday, 2 p.m. PST. It's a magical hour. Me and Andy, sometimes we've got comedian friends. We are
0: hanging out. We are having fun. Our group is now officially called the CTQC, the Couples Therapy Quarantine Crew.
1: (laughs) Come join the fun at twitch.tv slash Couples Therapy Pod. Also, if you would like to support the show, there are two main ways you can do it. Number one, we have a Patreon, all right? And for $5 a month, you get bonus episodes, you get, uh, you can access. see the pilot, access to a, like, a bunch the, of the, fun stuff, bunch of fun stuff. the pilot for Inside Caucasia you can watch. And if you go to patreon.com slash Couples Therapy Pod, you can sign up there. And also we have t-shirts, two kinds. One, the Gotta Miss a Bitch t-shirt. Naomi, that's one of your favorites. I love it. Gotta Miss a Bitch. It's blue. It's gorgeous. It's soft.
0: And we have the Couples Therapy logo in a brilliant, vibrant red. Mm,
1: beautiful. If you go to CouplesTherapy.MerchNow.com, you can get t-shirts there.
0: And if you want to support the show without spending a dime, you know what you can always do? You can subscribe to the show okay you can rate and review come through with five stars baby show us your love get us up to the top on them algorithms so now that i've told you everything you need to know to live a rich full life <laughs> why don't we listen to megan humphrey roll it megan and humphrey how are you
2: today you
1: know what I you mean- don't even have to answer that we're all in hell <laughs> <laughs> all right all right well,
2: i'm tr- <laughs> Fine, adjusted for quarantine.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly.
1: Let's dive into the tough questions. Ooh, toughies. Where do you stand on fascism? Oh,
2: God. (sighs) Not Not a big fan. Yeah. (laughs) Interested in it? I've always been fascinated by it. That's what I like. Kind of did all my stuff at university.
3: Yeah, on. Humphrey actually wrote like a thesis on Nazi architecture when he was at university. Did. So yeah, he is. was really always wanting me to to bring me to Berlin to like
2: show me around all of
3: <laughs> the city that could have been. Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes. Now, when you put it like that, it sounds like that was too. Right. Like you wanted of the it. Yeah, exactly. It sounds <laughs> like you you long for yeah. the Nazi time. If we went and found oh. this
1: paper, would, would it be praising? The the architecture
2: no i mean i suppose it was it was only insofar as it was very effective at what it was setting out to do which was to kind of um you know uh construct a state-sponsored form of architecture that that pushed nazi ideology through the use of space and oh. uh, structure
0: wow, wow! wow wow i feel like i'm reading it i feel like i'm reading it right now and that's huge um, <sighs> what is their yes. architecture?
1: You want to go more into this? No, no I don't. Looking at no, me. I
0: don't. I want to get into it.
1: <laughs> is it brutalist? Is Nazi architecture brutalist architecture? No,
2: they're very anti-brutalism. No, oh. It's like, it's like neo faux classicism.
0: This so. is called couples therapy, not Nazi architecture <laughs> therapy. And the fact that you would even go down this rabbit hole with Humphrey. This I'm is so why sorry. I got to see Megan by myself. Because y'all will end up in a damn rabbit hole about Nazi architecture.
3: I mean, on our first date, truly, Humphrey talked about tanks for like an impressive amount of time. <laughs> yeah. And I was. Any, I, any I,
2: amount of time is an impressive amount of time. About <laughs> tanks, about so I tank,
3: knew but... exactly what I was getting into from the yeah, very, yeah. from jump. Well, so... I wanted
2: to know what Megan's top five tanks were. And, <laughs> and she, she couldn't give them to me. And so that was a bit of a warning sign. But we right, move right. It. Panzer. Uh, <laughs> which one which panzer you can't wow
1: just, uh, wow, wow 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 different types of tanks the fact that i could summon one
2: i found <laughs> is uh slightly well, panzer impressive. is the german word for tank so technically uh uh i mean yeah but that's fine that's fine you get i'll give you half a point <laughs>
0: Oh,
3: my God. Wait, wait. Can, I think t- can our you take- couples got mismatched here, Naomi. <laughs> I think that you and I, I were destined to run off together and leave these two <laughs> in some sort of Grace and Frankie
1: situation so they yes. could talk about tanks all day.
0: Oh, my God. I can't wait till they're old and talking about
1: tanks. Uh, wait. This first date, uh, Meg, were you uh, impressed? Were you happy to talk about tanks? Was it? What was the vibe?
3: I really really was because I had been dating in LA for like 6 or 7 years at that point and most guys that I went on dates with just talked about themselves for so long and, like, never asked me anything about myself. But, like, we got into it on our first date. Like, we told each other how we wanted to be buried. He talked about, like, tanks for a while. He described, like, an entire soccer match to me that he once (laughs) went to. And I was like, this is delightful because, like, truly, usually I would get people giving me, like, their whole, like, listen, this is why I'm the star of my show and here's all my thing and whatever. And then just, like, not asking me any questions. Or I would kind of jump in and be like – oh, I'm a writer, and they'd be like, yeah, I write, too, and then back to them. <laughs> so it was, like, so nice just to be in a conversation where we actually got somewhere and talked about, like, religion and our families, and, like, we just had the best first date ever. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah. yeah. Do you agree, Humphrey? Absolutely. Was it the best? It was. Well, it, it was... It I was, got a little drunk, I feel. <laughs>
2: uh, no, I mean...
0: Come back to the microphone, seen,
2: Humphrey. Having, having subsequently seen what, uh, what happens when you get drunk, I'll say that you, uh, <laughs> you, you held it together pretty well there. <laughs> All right. Um, no, uh, yes, I mean, I was, I was, very, um, I was very taken with Megan. It wasn't really the plan. My plan on this date had not been to be quite as uh, into her as I was. <laughs> the plan um, was not to be into her? well i i I was at that stage kind of coming back and forth from the uk i was like here and there like six months here six months in the uk at the time and i had just got out of a relatively uh, long-term relationship or two sort of two quite long-term relationships in a row if that makes sense um and i was like now's the time for me to be this was Uh, 2013 and it was before we would realized that uh you know you, you can't be a monster uh anymore uh, and, and it was like it was it was what was deemed to be it was still pretty socially unacceptable then but i was like come on i'm i'm you know i'm young and uh and um well, yeah he wanted uh, to
3: take that british accent on the road
2: exactly exactly yes. so, his so his no, own so his own i wanted to go and impress the babes of america with my in-depth tanks and architecture knowledge <laughs> right, and I was like, right get ready um get ready know, I'd, babes I'd watch, I'd watch Baywatch. i knew i knew what uh, california was like it was just chock full of babes and um and so megan was to be you know i was like yes this will be you know it's, of course i was I, I you know i was very excited to, to meet her but i hadn't expected to then wind up marrying her <laughs> that was an unexpected um yeah. bonus
1: yeah, unexpected bonus. I'm how, that. How many other women did you go on dates with where you discussed, like, the Luftwaffe? <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, I will say that that's pretty much par for the course on all my <laughs> social okay. interactions. Okay. Um, it wasn't, Men, I didn't women, feel, children, that's, that's what Megan, we talked about. I should say, Megan gave me no indication she was interested in this stuff. It wasn't like, <laughs> oh, goodness, here's someone finally. I just found. that I think I, I said,
3: "What did it. you study in school?" And you said military history. And then, like a <laughs> half an hour later, we were done talking about that. <laughs>
0: That's so English to me, like military history specifically as a major
2: in college. Well, it was I, it was history, but I I chose to, folks, like, milit- to, okay. to focus in on on the military history stuff. Yeah. Humphrey
3: was going to go into the military uh, at some point, True story. and then he yeah. changed and became an actor.
2: They paid for my university.
0: Okay.
2: Wait. Which? Yeah. Where'd you go? Oxford, Cambridge. I went to the University of Edinburgh.
1: Edinburgh. Oh, the festival. Oh, yeah. wow. wait. I was so, a festival. Exactly. Wait. The military paid for you to go, and then how did you say? Uh, I, you know what? I
2: paid them back. <laughs> oh, okay. It was a combination <laughs> of factors. I uh, basically, when I got to university, and I had to go and sign up for the the kind of OTC, the like Officer Training Corps thing. Mm-hmm. They were. I kept showing up for my medical, uh, and they kept being like, "Oh, oh, I'm sorry. The uh, the mo is not here today. He's playing golf." And I was like, "Oh, uh, oh." And that started to like, and that happened for the third time. I started to be like, "Is the army as like great and efficient as I've always been led to believe? It like, will I be in a situation where I'm like, I need an airstrike right now, like on my position? Otherwise, I'm gonna die." And they were like, "Oh, the the airstrike guy's playing golf today. Like, sorry." So. That started to put me off, and then I went to visit my regiment and I got in, in a tank uh, or an armored Oh my personal god, you carrier. got in a
0: tank! I got in a big tank. And
2: I could not shut the hatch because I'm six <laughs> foot seven, listeners. <laughs> uh, and I, I, when I sat down, like the upper third of my torso and head, like stuck out the top of the hatch. And I was like, oh, this could be a real problem because. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's like okay. a Iannucci joke.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it felt very absurd. And yeah, and then I started doing acting. Well, and wait, I started...
3: Then the guy that was sh- like taking you the general or
2: whatever. Yeah, you, like, through the colonel
3: colonel said well that's okay because you only really have to shut it when you're like going into action and hopper <laughs> was like yeah but that's when i want to be able to shut it like. yeah. <laughs> the
2: rest of the time i'm very happy to have like a sunroof that, like, my head out of. Oh. Oh, my
3: so God. that that didn't end so, up so yeah happening. i started
2: to t- get turned off it and then i started doing comedy stuff and i was like oh I, I this is no one shoots at you if you do this and also you don't have to shoot anyone yourself so yes. it's a right. situation. that's a
1: win-win until you came to america
2: <laughs> so i came to america the, the home of the gun yeah. Right. yeah so now
0: so how did you because andy and i were thinking about this earlier we're like how did they actually meet meet you know like because you're here writing humphrey's giving you like a by continent
1: country moment across the pond moment, <laughs> across Wait, the pond moment meg ask. where are you in your career in 2013
3: So I was working at Modern Family then, Mm -hmm. Um, so that was like the second show after Community that I'd worked on. So I was like making some money finally because I I had paid off some of my debts, which were (laughs) massive. And so um, I uh, had uh, didn't have roommates for the first time of living out here, and was like kind of doing okay. And but like dating wise was not doing very well because it seemed like. I don't know I was just having this experience where the more successful I got the le- less interested men seemed to be in me I just like mm-hmm. kept going out on dates and like I don't know it just like wasn't really clicking like I wasn't having a good time dating like mm-hmm. I when I was in New York I had like a great time dating even though I wasn't like in a lot of long-term relationships right. I just like had a lot of fun doing it and out here I just wasn't for whatever reason because it's the summer so, yeah was, you're not I supposed was, to date what
0: was that? Cause it's the suburbs and you're not supposed to date here. Like you can't yeah. like New York. I feel like you go on a date and even if the date sucks, you were at a fun bar, you know, or you like saw something or you can like just people watch and be like, well, we can't talk, but let's go, let's roast the people walking by
3: absolutely it can be like spontaneous you can leave a restaurant and go to a bar like if you are having a fun time whereas here it's like okay now we're gonna both get in our car separately and like both drive to this like other thing like it just forces so many weird conversations i remember in la once i was like kind of seeing this guy and i went down uh, (laughs) 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 and uh i drove downtown to like hang out with him and it was like 7 p.m., and when I pulled into, like, the closest parking lot, they were like, "Are you? do you want to pay for overnight or not? And I was like, I got to make that decision now. Like, <laughs> right. we haven't even had – you know what I mean? And I was yeah. just like, in New York, I could just leave whenever I wanted to. But right. anyway, so how we met was <clears> – <throat> so I was working at Modern Family – and a really good friend of mine, Amelie Gillette, who I met when I was in New York working at The Onion, she came out here, and she was also writing for TV, and she had met this guy that she'd started dating, this guy named Mark, who, and we, like, he was also uh, an actor and a comedian, and we were all kind of friends and I when at the beginning of them dating, I had kind of given Mark a little advice about like, you know, my Mm -hmm. friend or whatever. And like, cause he was into her and they were figuring it out. And so he felt like he kind of owed me, I guess. So he was always (laughs) like scouting guys for me, which was really nice because actually being like, uh, set up with guys by a a man, like being a woman and having a guy friend of yours set you up. It's like so much less pressure than, cause I feel like women tend to be like, oh my god, I'm right, the perfect right. person for you. And yeah. Like, so, so like follow-ups and, and like very I into it. I found right. Yes, really and intense. like I've already done your star charts and like you're totally, <laughs> whereas Mark was basically like sent me a text one day, was like, hey uh, I met this guy, I think you might like him, like are you into it? And I was like uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> sitting alone in my one bedroom apartment watching Jean-Claude Van Damme movies all day long, like I'm ready for love let's do this thing. <laughs> so he basically just like set us up like uh, old old school style he and uh, they met because um, they were both cast in the same pilot together okay. and so um, that's how they met and then th- he basically one night, just invited me out to like a cast dinner that they were having, and just sort of <laughs> sat me across from Humphrey as like it was you very
2: like on the nose, right? It was very like yeah, You like was... her? Huh? Sure. You like him? Sure. All right. Okay. You sit down that end and talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. So that was our first date. Was with the rest of the cast of the uh, short-lived and much lamented holding patterns
3: on uh, NBC
2: for NBC uh, well, Not of. Oh, never on NBC. <laughs> for nbc for. paid
1: for by nbc yeah, yeah. paid, paid for what was holding NBC. patterns what was the what was the what's the it log was, the
2: premise yeah the 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 the, the premise of, of holding patterns was it was about three uh three friends uh a guy and two girls i'm in mean, i'm in uh, I mean. and, uh women. two women sorry <laughs> uh yes it's just getting told off by my wife, quite rightly. But well, we were definitely we were definitely guys and gals, gals not girls. It was uh-huh, it was okay. uh, these were young hepcats, uh, <laughs> as I believe the kids say still these days, yeah. right? No. Um, yeah, it was about a, uh, it was about a guy and two gals, and the guy was engaged to one of the gals and best friends with the other gal. Uh, from college days and on the way to the guy and the the one gal's wedding.
3: (laughs) I hope this is not how they pitched it in the room. (laughs) I hope they named the characters. Oh my God, I can't remember what the characters' names were. And then, hold on, I'm going to use I can't remember what all the characters' names are.
2: (laughs) Griffin was my character's name and I don't remember. So I'll use the names of the actors. Humphrey, and Kate were getting married, and Humphrey and Erin were flying up to the place in Minnesota where Humphrey and Kate were about to get married. Erin was going to be the, the best man, stroke, woman. And uh, on the way there, their plane hits a bird, and they think they're going to crash and die. And on the way down, Erin uh, and Humphrey confess to each other that they're in, they love each other and they kiss, and oh the goodness. plane emergency lands very safely. <laughs> And suddenly they're like, "Uh oh, the big oh, secret's out!"
0: Now tell. that's and an exciting incident.
2: Yeah, you you, the listener, has heard of everybody in that cast apart from me. <laughs> they all went on to glittering careers, so it can only be me that torpedoed and that. And you got thing. a sure. wife out of it, and I got a you sweet got a wife out of, out of it. Kate, <laughs> I, mean. I assume
1: Kate is Katie Seagal from My Little Children. <laughs>
2: You can she go on assuming well. that we'll she is doing Catherine well.
0: Hepburn, <laughs> <heard of it. laughs> yeah. you guys are really good friends if you call her Kate. Um,
1: yeah. So, oh, um, sorry, uh, I was about to try to do a Kate Hepburn. Nope. <laughs> so,
0: what I was going to ask you guys: um, do, can you think of like any story or anecdote? that best, like, exemplifies your relationship. Meaning, like, exemplifies kind of the dynamic. This is our love in a nutshell. What's
1: the soul of your love?
3: Mm. I mean... I can tell. I can tell you one that makes us look good, or one that makes us look bad. Which one would you?
2: <laughs> both. They're I both, like both true. I'm fascinated by this. I got one also, both. so both. I'll see what Megan does, and then maybe I'll drop another horrible story about her. Ah, uh,
0: yes, yes, yes. I love it. Pitting lovers against each other.
2: Don't have any bad. Ones.
0: The essence the, of therapy. Diabolical.
3: The bad one is <laughs> that Humphrey and I were. They're they're both actually stories from the same trip, which is like five months into dating. I took Humphrey on like a twenty eight. 28-day trip around Italy oh because oh I finally had, like, a, a full-time job. I had had a full-time job for a while, and I had also been a single woman for a while, and I had been wanting to travel so badly. Um, mm. uh, but I didn't want to travel alone because I like to come back from my trips. So, of course. Um, of course. We've all seen the shows.
2: The <laughs> murder shows. So.
3: Uh, now that I had like a boyfriend, I was like really excited to go on this trip, and he was cool with it. Obviously, getting taken to Italy. I was so also
2: really excited. I was cool with it. I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Look, babe, I'll go to this dumb. What is it? it, it Italy? Am I saying it right? Yeah. Okay, I'll go with Whatever. you to your dumb country. Uh, yeah, it was shaped amazing. like a boot. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Who like cares? a bear. <laughs>
3: And, uh, and the, f- so we stayed at this one place, the place that I like splashed out on, um, at that time, like what I considered splashed, splashing out on that I thought was going to be the nicest hotel of the entire trip was awful. Like we uh. showed up like it was just a it was like a comedy of errors when we yeah. showed up where we we got there everything was like so crap in the room it looked like it looked like um you know a uh, studio lots where they all, there everything is like facade but there's like nothing behind it it yeah. just sort of felt like very fake
2: Uncomfortable. And, it was kind of like sorry to step on your story oh, yeah. for a second but it was it was like an episode of a sort of racist 70s british sitcom about, okay. like, ha- about Italians in terms of, like, <laughs> just, you know, all, every British stereotype about how Italian people are was just writ so large across the <laughs> entire trip.
1: So, it a faulty it... Towers episode.
2: It was yeah. like a faulty Towers episode where, one, like, one, Basil goes One that they pulled to... from the service. Yeah. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> right.
3: But, uh, but... We were also starving because we had been driving for a while by by the time we got there. And like, it is so difficult to find bad food in Italy, but Mm -hmm. somehow this place (laughs) pulled it off because the room service that we got was like, like, okay, so I have a gluten intolerance, which is not their fault. But I, all through Italy, I had like great gluten-free food because Mm -hmm. actually the government subsidizes restaurants. Like they pay them to keep gluten-free items on hand. Oh my God. So It's Mm. actually great. So Mm -hmm. everywhere I went, it was totally fine. This place, the only thing they said they had to serve me was a hamburger that they sent with just a plain, like, burger patty Mm -hmm. on a plate and then Styrofoam (laughs) crackers still in their wrappers, like, sitting next to the plate. What? No, No lettuce, no tomato, no nothing else, just, like... Wrapped crackers and like oh. a, a tasteless beef patty, and that's what they sent us. And then, Not
2: from by the way, the Gordon Ramsay restaurant. <laughs> no, so, they, so they, on the website it was like, uh, guys, Gordon Ramsay has like done this. Gordon <laughs> Is Ramsay, that the screaming guy? Name, yeah, he's the Hell's Kitchen man, right? Yeah, uh, the one that yells uh, at everybody. But it's also like a many Michelin starred chef in, yeah. in Europe. But he also at a certain point was like, listen. Gang, if you give me 500 pounds, you can put my name on this like, <laughs> trash can in the corner. Yeah. Uh, and we and, had found one of the trash we, cans. Yeah,
3: we ate at that trash can. And it was it was just terrible. And then, like, the TV, the didn't, TV work. didn't work. And they sent in this guy to, like, fix the TV. And he was just, like, comically banging so loud <laughs> as is, he was, like, fixing it. This is where like, the, like,
2: 40 thousand came in. Because he arrived and he had, like, this mustache quite like mine. And he was sweating profusely. And had quite long... Actually, I'm basically at this today. <laughs> he had this, like, long mane of hair, and he just was like, eh, Excuse me, please, I, uh, I wanna fix the television. And then he went over into the corner, and he would just be like, madre, faccia, so <laughs> and, like He, like, yanked the whole TV out, and then, like, Jam cables into the back of it, and then be like, Pestuta, taro! And then, like, opened <laughs> the window China. and, like, screamed out the window at someone. <laughs>
3: And we had a massage the next morning, and uh, and they were playing Bruce Springsteen songs like in the spa, which I was like, I love Springsteen, but not like who plays that during massage. It was chaos. Anyway, (laughs) the point of this whole story is that the 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 morning we we were there for two nights, the morning that we uh, left, we both went to the front desk and like to check out, and they were like, "How was your stay?" And we both were like, "It was great, thank you."
1: Oh mm-hmm. yeah.
3: Okay. That's us. Okay. Okay. That's us.
2: Yeah. yeah. Now, obviously, we sound like real bijou scum in this. Like, <laughs> that's massage wasn't good enough, and our TV wasn't right. But it was more that we had been all over the place. We had been, like, shoestringing our way around. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was the one place just we, just had, like, wanted time. to
3: really... That was supposed to be really nice. Yeah. Um, but then the, uh, the other one that maybe looks makes us look a little better that's also very true about our relationship is we were in another place, which was, like, this old, like... Uh, sort of abandoned castle type thing I was walking down some stone steps and I slipped and I fell on my back and knocked all the wind out of myself and we'd only been dating like for five months at this time and Humphrey like runs over to me and I like get my my breath again and I'm like crying because it hurt really bad but like ultimately I was okay and everything but I looked up at him and he was like so he looked worse than I did like his concern (laughs) for me was so deep and real and, and I was just like oh this guy's in love with me <laughs> and it was like good this, story. it was this big moment sound in sound our relationship. It makes
2: you sound like a div. Yeah, right? I dummy <laughs> that it falls downstairs. You're, you're but a real donkey.
3: Yeah, anyway. But the, that's, what's your story?
2: Oh, I was going to say that my story that I think perfectly encapsulates us is that we very, very rarely fight, Megan and I, ever. Yeah. yeah. And pretty much the only time, honestly, one of the, one of the, I would say in the five years we've been married, we have fought, like argued or exchanged cross words four times three what or three or fuck? four times yeah we're gonna I, go
1: through all four of them
2: <laughs> yes. one. no feel free but one of oh, them, the first God. time we had a real real disagreement was we fostered two puppies oh, who were like just that. so so adorable but such a handful yeah. and they were they would wake up in the middle of the night and start crying and i would take them outside or megan would take them They're outside. shitting them all over at like our 3 house in the morning, and, and, and like running
3: through it and it everywhere. Just... And, we were so tired by like a weekend. Yeah. We were like exhausted, both of us, and we and started getting like really snippy.
2: I just remember very clearly having this conversation, like standing in our bedroom, <laughs> me characteristically naked. Uh, it's I'm always naked, naked in all, our all, house. This is the most clothes I've worn uh, so far today and probably for the rest of this week. Um, uh, like That's probably why we don't fight because Shout.
3: it's hard to
0: fight with completely to fight a completely naked when,
2: person. Uh, I look quite as absurd as I do with my kit off. But yeah, we uh, was I just remember howling at Megan, being like, "We've only got to get through one more fucking day." Like that's all it is. We We've just got to get through one more day because we were returning them to the. Uh, right. And by the way, we loved them. They were adorable. Yeah,
3: I cried my eyes out when we took them back. Well, that's the end of the
2: story. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the end of the story was that we, having howled at each other like this, we then returned them to where, the people, and they were like, "Did you like them?" We love them. They're the best. And we called them about three times. The rest of the week, being like, "Are they okay?" And in the end, they were like, "You can't foster from us anymore like, because stop you're too emotionally us you attached." Weird. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's us. That's you know, we're cool. <laughs> we know how to. Party.
1: So wait, but like, do you not fight because because like you know in that first story where where uh, all the terrible stuff happened in the uh, mm. at the uh, Faulty Towers f- Hotel at the Faulty Towers Hotel, no. uh, you know, you were just like, "No, it was great." Because uh, you you didn't want to get into you didn't want to get into the conflict with them. You were uh, yeah, what, what, Are you
3: conflict averse or are you
1: yes. super chill? Which Yeah,
3: one? yeah definitely conflict averse. But with each other, we're, it's not that we don't talk about stuff that bothers us. We just don't get like
2: I feel like we do it early enough prior to conflict. So it's yeah. usually what will happen is like if, if one of us is there's an infraction. <laughs> uh, of some kind the other one we usually be like oh no oh I don't like that please don't do that yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, oh okay well I won't <laughs> um, but we also usually like I find I mean this is going to be really insufferable for people listening but like with with uh, Megan I usually find we will enc- every now and then after you're married for five years it happens more, more and more infrequently but we will encounter something new in life some new experience mm-hmm. uh, so here's one for you we uh, went to a restaurant the other day oh, for heard the first of time since lockdown. Um, we sat outside and we did a social distance, this, that, and the other. And halfway through, I was like, what do you think of this? Um, and I was like, <laughs> I hate
3: it. Yeah. I mean, wish I we like, me too. Came let's, let's
2: consume our and food, and pay and, we, and immediately leave. We
3: specifically went to like, we went to a place where we knew there was one table that was like situated away from everybody else, like the furthest away mm-hmm. that wasn't even under an awning or anything. It was just like out. <laughs> and we were like, we have to get that table or else we're not staying here. So we were already there. And then literally by the time we sat down and this happens to us all the time where we're like having an experience and we both try to make the best of it. And then when we check in, we almost always have the same opinion about <laughs> About it of like it's very <laughs> rare that one person is like I love this and the other person hates it
2: yeah, yeah. I can't I can think of very little yeah
0: that's interesting because we definitely like hate stuff that the other person <laughs> likes I say more often than not we hate the same things we do but like for instance we have different ideas of like sometimes like kind of what fun is sometimes go on like I would never go mm. with you to an indie rock show like never in a million fucking years sure and that's like your jam, like nodding sure. your head with other men in T
1: shirts. Sure. Know? Indie Rock is is my uh, is my tank talk. Okay. <laughs> Indie Rock, tank talk, yeah. tank talk. I'll um. I'll talk your ear off about pavement and Yola <laughs> Tango. Sure. And uh Naomi Will. Well I won't I mean this is I, going back to your first date, this is what I think is interesting. Like, Megan, were you um were you like receptive? Were you, was this just because you were going out with so many like Hollywood d bags, where they were just like reading you their IMDb and just talking about like uh, you know uh, uh, entourage, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was just a breath of fresh air? Or was that, like when when was it like oh this person has other interests? Like I think. I mean, Naomi, tell me if I'm wrong, but like I think one of the things that like attracted you to me was the fact that like I had lived another life before coming to comedy. Like I had been mm-hmm. a philosophy professor right. and I had been in an indie rock band and I had done all this other stuff. And so like you know, we weren't just talking about like third beats or right, you know. yes. right. Like you see, definitely shit.
3: that. I, I definitely dated like lots of comedians, and I really love that because there's a whole shared language. So like, I don't know that I would have been as happy if I married somebody that wasn't doing the same thing mm-hmm. as me. Like, because I really love that we have that in common, and we have since worked together on projects and and <clears throat> things like that. And I really enjoy that part of it. Um, yeah, I think it was just that like he there. He had other, as you said, he had other interests, other things that he was like excited about and and one of those interests seemed to potentially be me in that even <laughs> on our first date he was asking me questions about myself I found out later that he he kind of knew who I was before we had dated he was already following me on Twitter oh, so, okay <laughs> wow 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 so that was but I really hadn't had that experience before where I w- went out with people with, with someone and they were like hey what is it that you do and then like sometimes I on other dates I would tell people what I did for a living and it was sort of a turnoff Or like, I remember, uh, I've told Naomi this before, but I remember I wanted a date with a guy once and he was like asking me all about like, you know, writing and, and what I thought of my job. And I was telling him how fulfilling I thought it was and like how much I loved it and how I'd met so many of my friends there and all of this. And he listened to me for a while. And then he said, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It's like you're in this bathtub, right? And that bathtub is already full. And how am I supposed to get in that bathtub with you? that was like his analogy for like <laughs> that my life was like too complete i guess that there wasn't like room <laughs> for him or something you're not
1: broken enough right I, yeah i had a, like and when you said that i had this visceral reaction in my throat <laughs>
0: yeah like you wanted
1: to bomb or something Me too. Or you wanted to scream
0: <laughs> i want my throat wanted
1: to close off and end it <laughs>
3: Yeah, me, me too. I was like, yikes. And the, and the thing was when I went, uh, when we went on uh, our first dates, like I felt totally comfortable talking about, uh, my career and he seemed to find it like attractive and he was interested and he wasn't threatened by it. And he would talk about things that he had done, but not in like a competitive way and like, Mm. uh, Hey, this is cool. We can share like all this stuff together. And so, yeah. And then, and then besides that, like, I don't know, I've I've always like kind of been into like nerds, <laughs> dorky nerds no,
2: and,
3: <laughs> and so the fact that he was just talking about this
2: like right here. I've always seen I'm myself sorry. as a sort of I don't know, like he, a, jo- he's a jock. just
3: learning now.
0: <laughs> jock.
2: Bit of now, a beefcake jock. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Babes and beefcakes. They go together. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, like yeah. peanut butter and jelly. Um so I have a question for you, Humph. When you know, you said recently you guys have been working together, writing together. Um mm. and I remember when I was on set at MQ, like that you know that Mythic one day quest for the list. oh my god thank you you have to loop them in what am I doing what am I doing doing inside baseball um, and I remember there was a moment you know Megan was on set and then you were coming down with the other writers and like she came and like gave you a hug and you guys had like a lover's kiss on yeah. the set and I was like wow okay this is an open relationship that they're putting out there um what did it feel like? Maybe you not know?
1: not the right choice of words. Open no, I meant it. Am
3: I getting I'm, am I getting me too'd right now? Am I getting canceled?
1: You <laughs> kissed your husband on sex.
3: no. No, <laughs> no He wanted he was, it. <laughs>
1: oh. I did. I <laughs> did. Mean, he, he did, he
0: did. Now the question is, um, what was it like working together, you know, Megan as the co-creator, co EP? Obviously, you know she's she's a badass bitch and stuff, but to mm. actually be working for her? as well as then coming home with her. You know, were, did you have a little, like, did you need to, like, kind of acclimate to that? Did you feel like, okay, you got to play it cooler? Megan, were you like, oh, I can't just say all his pitches are perfect because people ain't going to believe me? <laughs> like, what had you... do
2: that was never a problem. <laughs> <laughs> my how my was, pitches are really... <laughs> no, for... no one would think they were that good. Uh, <laughs> how I, was it for I, you to say... From my perspective, um, you know, it's an interesting thing going to work for... Uh, work for your wife or your partner or whatever because you're you know that's a very precious environment anyway because you're coming into your dream job and you want to do well and you want right. to you know as any writer in any writer's room you, you know you desperately want every time you open your mouth for everyone to like fall back in amazement at like yeah. how hilarious <laughs> and uh perceptive and uh, uh relevant <laughs> like and, uh, and, uh, well yeah and, all right yeah I'll, ex- I'll extend it to that strong yeah, yeah strong <laughs> M- mask
1: hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget
0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
2: Bureau. All those things. (laughs) Yeah, I I think, um, well, you know, so so obviously I want it to go well, but really a bit, I, I would say the kind of the most, you know the 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 the, re- the realest most difficult thing, and it's not that difficult. Um, luckily, it is to feel like you're there on merit. You know, I, mm-hmm. I got the job in quite a weird way, which was that they hired everybody for season one. And they got into the season one writers' room, and on like day one, Rob uh, and Megan and David you know, presumably lording it over the plebs as they are want, want to do. Uh, we're like, right, so who's, who has played video games? And it turned out it was only really Just Ashley. Ashley Birch.
3: <laughs> and Craig.
2: Uh, and Craig. But Craig wasn't there that often. Uh-huh. And then they said, uh, and you've played World of Warcraft, right? Which is the game that like it most underpins, like that's the real life game that is most similar to the game that Mythic Quest is is pretending to be. Uh, and she was like, "Oh no, I've never played it." And Meg <laughs> knew that I had extensively um, because I knew had a party you won't in college. Shut
3: up about it! I was a real
2: uh, a real sex monster in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I spent hours playing World of Warcraft in my room instead. Um, and um,
3: that's why he came to me disease free.
2: Yeah. And so. Uh,
3: disease-free.
1: Anyone who knows uh, what MMORPG stands for uh, did not get within like a mile of chlamydia. Yeah,
3: yeah, that should be the STD test. Do you know what (laughs) MMORPG stands for? No, but like actually, yeah, the first few weeks of the room, I just kept being like, oh, my husband plays that game. Oh, my husband was talking about that. My husband and Rob had known Humphrey because he Humphrey was in an episode that I wrote of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And so they had known each other, like, they had, you know, acted together and everything. And he th- had talked with Humphrey and thought he was funny. And so he was just like, well, just bring him in and maybe he can tell us about World of Warcraft. And he basically just came in one day and then just, like, kept... I, they kept being his, like, come back his tomorrow. Day, I, I his to perfect. play
2: World of Warcraft on the TV in the writer's room. And I was oh. like, this is a character creation, this is a, this. And but yeah, it was actually... It was a real... It made it a very easy transition for me because my remit on season one was just just compute just they would every now and then they'd be like what's that they would like ask what a thing was and the whole room would turn to me and I would usually have the answer and then I would sort of surreptitiously pitch things mm-hmm. as well while I was there because I was like well I'm also I'm also sort of comedy writer as well as a, a, a dweeb <laughs> um, and um yeah and then that that then transitioned into season two um I you know I think it was relatively easy for them to be like uh, oh yeah just just you're now fully I mean first season I was te- I was a technical consultant technically Ooh. that's what I was paid as Uh-huh uh, and then season 2 they were like why don't you just you basically pitched a bunch of stuff that went in the show last season so why don't you just I- be a writer,
3: and I think it's a combination of that—that that you actually had like actual merit to deserve the job. Like I, mm. I didn't even have that knowledge uh, that we needed for to do that <laughs> job, and, and you, and you did. But like I had other, sk- I have other skills. No, Naomi, you do several, well several transferable several skills. Skills, but also, it, I think it might have been easier in a way that I was the boss, and he was so clearly mm. like a, a staff writer because then there's not any competition. It's like. We're doing totally different jobs, and coming in, he knew exactly where his place was and where my place was. And there wasn't, like, I think it might be, it might have been harder if we had both been starting on a staff together and mm-hmm. kind of were trying to, like, make a name for ourselves at the same time. Um, <clears throat> because even, like, uh, most of the days that we spent in the writer's room, we wouldn't spend a lot of time together because I would be right. off doing things for production and working with Rob and David and everything, and Humphrey would be with the rest of the writers like breaking stories. So I think all those things together made it work out okay. We also just really like spending a lot of time together. <laughs> um Which this quarantine is testing.
1: (laughs) Why don't we take a break and we'll come back (laughs) and talk about that and uh, about the hatred that binds and working together. We'll be right back after this.
0: Hey, guys, Naomi and Andy here to take a quick break to tell you about something we are loving, which is the
1: podcast Ask Rana with Rana and Brian. What do you do when your boyfriend's mother is poisoning you, or when your Airbnb host dies? How do you tell your cousin her husband is on Tinder during the pandemic or make a perfect cup of coffee? Ask Rana and
0: Brian. Y'all, every Tuesday, Ronna Glickman and Brian Safi, yes, that Brian Safi of Throwing Shade, bring you a fresh advice podcast straight from the Carriage House in Marblehead, Massachusetts, with all of the answers to life's problems, big and small. Okay, y'all. We
1: gotta tell you, we were just on the show, and it was wonderful. It was wonderful, and since being on there look well, we were already a fans of Rana and brian before right but since being on there we have become addicted to the podcast ourselves you guys i literally listen to every episode i
0: binge the pod in like a week while playing boggle it helped me get my life it made me lol and i feel like if you love this pod and you like our advice episodes you will love Rana and brian it yeah. is so funny and great because every episode Rana, brian and a special guest answer listeners questions and they give Thoughtful, hilarious, and heartfelt advice. Quite honestly, Rana gave some advice where I was like, okay, I might not need therapy this week. Because <laughs> Rana handled my scandal. Yeah. Oh,
1: and what special guests might you ask? Why? Ellie Kemper, Paul F. Tompkins, Mike Shore, Trixie Mattel, and a million others. Okay, I listened to the one with Robin Lord
0: Taylor from Gotham, from you. I loved it. It made me feel like I knew him better. That's a fact. The point is, you guys, new episodes drop every Tuesday. So look for Ask Rana with Rana and Brian every dang tuesday and subscribe wherever you get your pods all right now back to the show and we're back with Megan Gans and Humphrey Care <laughs> Care car
2: I mean technically I car? think car? Is- car 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 Humphrey, like,
0: car. car I want to go yeah. back to something okay um, <laughs> I'll get it I'll get it <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you, no, you know what, Naomi? After so many people have mispronounced Ek Paragon.
0: <laughs> I know, it's funny to have change fr- it on you an Anglo. Have free reign. Yeah, like fuck up an Anglo name. Be like, how do you like it, bitch? How do you like it, Kurt?
1: I felt like okay. you were negging him for a second. No,
0: because it is. Like, I can't. And then because of his accent, because I'm like, okay, how would I say it?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You see what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> like, no, but, but I would say Ek Paragon is, like, is, is very... Uh, follows all the traditional rules of what sounds... Those letters make whereas I mine know. is just like, hey, guess what? You know, you know, how you know, how er is usually R uh of some kind, not this time for some unknown reason.
1: <laughs> also, uh, England full of Nigerians.
2: There are a lot of Nigerians in England,
1: <laughs> there are most
0: of them my family. That's fine, that's that just like true. where they're at. A lot of them in England, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my dad has 14 brothers and sisters, and a lot of them, wow, you know, there's a time like basically. A bunch of them. They went to boarding school in England from Nigeria, you know, because they had a whole colonizer okay. connection. And then England was like, "Okay, we took your like a whole country. You can come to school." And so they did boarding <laughs> that school. Was
3: awful and- nice of
0: them. So, yeah, <laughs> nice. they didn't extend
2: that offer to every country. And we still no.
0: And so then, and then a lot of
1: them just stayed there. Um. So yeah. Are there any? I mean, obviously, like, uh, American culture, whatever it is, and (laughs) British culture, there's, like, you know, it's pretty close. But, like, are there any big differences? I
3: was wondering that, too. Yes. Cultural differences at all? He thinks our bread tastes too sweet. (laughs)
2: Because it does, because it's full of cornstarch or whatever sure. it is, corn syrup. That's
1: a big thing. I it in a yeah. relationship.
2: Um, yeah, I, I mean, I assume that's what the question was. But I I was didn't any that. chance to get on my soapbox about American bread? <laughs> like, There's another thing.
3: Are there any differences? Do in we our have our any big differences?
2: I mean, I think like there are things. I would say it's been a it's been a, a good exchange of of yeah. things. Like, um, my family are obsessed with Christmas. Mm-hmm. And Meg's family are like into Christmas, but not obsessed with it in the way we are. And we yeah. have a bunch of like intense traditions that must be observed. Uh, and I think you there's quite whole, enjoy that.
3: Yeah, I love it. I go over <laughs> there. There's a whole, there's rules that you can't open your presents till after the Queen speaks. So we're w- waiting for her. It's like, a whole oh my thing. God, I love it. I want to go so bad. I want to go, like, Humphrey, like, I, I understand
0: that God. I'm not in your family, but I very much need to go to the countryside. <laughs> I need to meet any your parents. Time. I want to be, like, the English countryside, like, is my fantasy like my jam is a fucking english countryside moment yes i want it's to take a why. turn
3: around the garden together in our wellies <gasps> we-
1: oh my god i will get the good boots i Wait. will get the good <laughs> boots i would love to get you on recorded media now when we walk around in the very fancy homes up north from us yes I love and that. i'm like oh that english cottage moment yeah i'd love to live there yeah and you're like i want a spanish moment
0: well, honey, some of the cottages here are like broke ass busted wannabe cottages, okay? Uh-huh. But like a couple of them like if it was really set among some shrubbery, then yes, yeah. fucking call me Jane Austen cool. bitch. But I'm a lot of it. these will just be like a random ass corner like we thought we were creative kind of cottage. You know what I'm saying in LA mm-hmm. and I'm like get out of here. Get out of no. here.
3: No, Humphrey's, like Humphrey's family lives in a house that doesn't have an address. It has a name. It's called the Walled Garden <gasps> yes! House. So yes! when, I, when I write it, when I write them letters, which I don't do enough, sorry. You must, write, you must write, you must write letters. will be listening
2: to this. Right
3: um, I write the Walled Garden House Fuck, uh, on them, and that's how they get, and Fuck. I am desperate to have a house that has, like, its own name. <laughs> of
0: course, of course. Yeah. I like, well, I feel the way. Sorry what? sorry, what? Sorry, No, 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 I Humphrey, saying, no, You, no, no. Sorry, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> the uh,
2: the uh, well, uh, lots and lots of houses in the UK. If you, if it's outside <laughs> of a town, um, they almost all are just the name of the house rather than numbers. It's not a. It's a very easy a goal to achieve. Stop
0: it, Humphrey. House. Stop it, okay? You're trying to make yourself sound regular. You ain't. you six 6'7, your house <laughs> oh, got a no. name. That is it.
1: 6'7, you walk around naked. <laughs> your house has a name. And you live in the Walled Garden House.
2: Be warned, if you come to the Walled Garden House, there's a real chance you'll see me naked.
0: Okay, oh, I, well, I'll be in the, to- the East Wing where everyone's wearing their clothes I just made that up I don't know if they're think of, uh, cultural I, yeah
3: I'm trying to think of cultural differences I mean I, like part of the, the attraction I think was that I always loved British things growing mm-hmm. up like I went to study abroad in England when I was in college and I lo- always loved British comedy and like British sense of humor and Humphrey watched Friends and wanted to marry <laughs> Rachel so I guess I was yeah. like the closest he could manage to that um, once he got here but yeah so I think some of it is is that like on, on our first date too we also had an Argument where I about who was not a real argument because we don't have those. No, because you don't do that. About no, <laughs> but about who um, who makes better comedies, Brits or Americans? And I was arguing for Brits, and he was the one being like, "No, American comedies are better," and here's why. Huh. And wow. yeah,
1: wait, what is your? I I here's the thing. I think that British comedies that get imported to America are pound for pound better. But that if you put it like within the spectrum of British comedies, like. Uh, that's probably fair. Two pints and a packet of crisp or whatever that is. Like that's not yeah. going to hold up. <laughs> but that's
2: that's exactly the same thing going the other way, right? So, so in the UK, we would only get the real barnstormers from here. Right, when it was growing up, right, um, and then you come here and you're like, oh yeah, there's quite a lot of stuff that is <laughs> like really not my cup of tea. But but the like the good, you know, I think that's exactly right. It's the good shit is is and it, it's whatever's different. It's it's the, it's the the very alienness of it. makes it that much more magical and appealing
0: that's true that's true because the first thing i said when megan and i were
2: zooming and like humphrey come in i was like i just saw
0: the crystal bays and like that is a very simple program but like there is it's so alien the host who's like rocky horror like everything about it is hilarious to me and i know yeah. it's like not meant to be as funny as i find it like it's meant to be cute but it's not like i'm off it's, my rocker no,
1: i think it is i think it is that's the one show where i saw it and i was like oh this should be an Amer- i i can see the american remake and then they did it and it was for kids
0: yeah, and it's like no, Not it should either. be adults who are failing and yes. they have to like sit inside of a tube until someone lets them out. With someone, <laughs> That's it. With
1: someone like Naomi making fun of them, just reading them.
0: <laughs> oh my them God, for I film. locked up. I know.
1: <laughs>
0: but it is. It's like the four, but It's like you got me into British comedy. I didn't watch
1: any of it before yes. we got together. Yes, it started yeah. out with I saw, a Coupling on PBS. Sure. Uh, and PBS, yeah. when I was growing up, I like I stayed so far away from British comedy because it was associated with nerds. And <laughs> I was I just did not want to be I was like floating in the middle of popularity. And yeah, I you was could like, oh, yeah, you could go I'm down. Like, quick. Oh, I, I'll know. I'll never be I'll never be the tippy top. But I like <laughs> I don't want to be the like depths. Right. I want to just stay where I am. And so I'm going to stay away from all the classically nerdy things, uh, mm-hmm. which included Monty Python. Right. I'm like, that's right. classically nerdy. I'm just going to stay the fuck away from it. I don't know who the Knights of Knee are, and I'm going to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. To protect yourself, yeah.
1: And then I caught Coupling, like in like college, I caught Coupling on PBS some night, and I was like, oh, this is really funny. And then I started watching Father Ted, and I'm like, oh, this oh, yeah. is amazing. And yeah. then I just started like... Big Train and All of League it. of Gentlemen and uh, name uh, another one. Mighty Boosh. Keep going. Ellen Partridge. Ellen <laughs> <Alan laughs> Partridge. Uh, uh, the first one. What was the the first knowing series? He, knowing knowing you. me, knowing you. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. Well, like like, like the when the fuck on? When
0: Andy and I like first con- when we met you know we met it used to be we're both kind of starting comedy. He was like truly truly starting, whereas I was like. You know, I had taken improv before, and I was just kind of, like, trying to pick my poison, basically.
1: Uh, I had a really absurdist (laughs) sketch duo that made absolutely zero sense. So, come on. I wasn't starting from from scratch.
0: (laughs) Oh, mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm. But I remember early on where we talked because you were like, I really think I need to move to England if I want to do comedy. Like you were dead set. You were like, I don't know if I can do what I want to do here. And like we literally had a conversation at one point where I was like, well, I guess I could do stand up in England. Like the Australians liked it. And they're just like oh, drunk man. British people. You would so crush I was like, Maybe. in England. Like and we like planned like that
1: was such a big thing. Yeah. And well, because so- just like the con- I mean, look, uh, I'm a very versatile writer. Okay, but,
0: you don't have to lay it on thick. She <laughs> likes you enough. I uh, I don't
1: know. I am very thirsty talking to you guys. Like it is like I know I, because I am,
0: he's like British and she's like your comedy idol. Yeah, I'm very. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I,
1: during the first half of the conversation, there was a moment where I had to check in and be like, "Calm the fuck down, Andy." <laughs>
0: It really. It and also, really, like, didn't you see? I, I saw nothing on his face. Do you know what I mean? Like that's Andy, like, like interior being like, calm down. And literally, I see nothing.
1: Like, there was. There, look, listeners, go back and listen. You will tell <laughs> the line, the invisible line. Yeah. When you Between, got between me, like, uh, please, please love me. And <laughs> all right, all right, dude, just calm down.
3: This is like I'm the, the same way. with you guys. no, that's you guys both like have healthy
0: self esteem that's why you don't fight right because when stuff goes wrong, it's not a fundamental indictment of who you are and your value and that yeah, is why I, you're not
3: fighting i have I have issues though, just not with him <laughs> particularly, but like my <laughs> problems my problems are all like related to anytime I'm not working and I'm just like by myself, I just like i don't like just being. myself and sometimes (laughs) that like translates into this is about to get real that sometimes that translates into me being like why do you like me like Mm -hmm. that kind of feeling like looking at him and being like why do you like me i'm not doing anything right now i'm being worthless right now but it's really more about like me and like the way i feel about myself um, and it gets complicated
2: because right. when she's looking over at me, thinking that I'm usually painting toy soldiers or something <laughs> in the nude, and, and I'm like, like the "What dude? the fuck is? What are is we doing freak? with
3: each other? We should leave each other." I just love that, like
0: a naked man painting miniatures, and you being like, "Why are you with me?" And then literally, it's yeah. like, "Um,
2: yeah. I
0: think I forgot." Yeah,
1: no, no.
2: <laughs> I'm a real catch. <laughs> are a these, cat.
1: Uh, are You're these? Are these like? D&D miniatures or are we talking I, I know I, I, they were, the, yeah, whatever, on the, we were
3: they don't have it on the I was going to have them show but we can't. it's all sorts of different
2: miniatures so okay Thank God we finally got onto miniatures. So I've uh, endured all this boring uh, preamble.
3: Miniatures, I have to say, just to bring it back to uh, couples for mm-hmm. like a second, because that's the point of their podcast here, is miniatures actually featured in our wedding vows, because Humphrey Ooh, yeah. and I wrote our own questions that we wanted the other person asked that they would say I will to uh-huh. in response to. And one of my questions for him was, will you always look at me with the same love in your eyes that you did when I said we could have a few minutes?" around the house (laughs) oh
2: my god now
3: they're everywhere all over it was was your fault it really was
2: she reintroduced me to them Uh, he just
3: mentioned how he like had done he used to love painting miniatures and then like some of his previous relationships they kind of had been like no you're not doing that like (laughs) i don't support my parents my
2: parents (laughs) this is and I quote them: I would mean, they were basically like, this is gay. Like that was their vibe. <laughs> oh, Jesus, because uh, it was like uh, the 1990s, um, and that was the and were in- insult British. du jour. Uh, uh, sure, every um, yeah, episode like, of this Friends. This lame. Yeah. It's, you'll never get laid. You'll never do anything. That they just is basically a bully. bully that is anime. a cultural
3: difference that I would say to, I love you to my family every single time I talk to them. Uh, yeah. and, and he, they just do this like funny voice when they try it bye once,
2: bye. and then they just like I tried it once. It did not go very well. <laughs>
0: Is it harder than, was it harder for you then to emote in your, in your romantic relationships?
2: Uh, um,
3: no. To me, he's so
0: like, <laughs> okay, I love so you,
2: I it, love
3: you all the time. But he knew darling, that. You like, didn't have
2: to teach him that. Oh, but also, I, I will say that I, no. I do think that I'm quite emotionally repressed. I mean, mm-hmm. I've said this to Megan before. Like, I'm, I'm very good with her. Mm-hmm. I think I have, I have
1: her better with <laughs> you. Uh,
2: Talking about you like you're not here. Uh, I'm good with Megan. <laughs> Um, but it, in other way, like I sometimes find it, I'm more cagey about like, uh, friendships and I find myself, one of the things that Megan finds very, not frustrating, I don't think, but you're sometimes like baffled by is that, and I know it drives my, uh, <laughs> my representatives crazy is that like, whenever I get good news, I'm always like, cool. And then, uh, whenever <laughs> no, bad like... happens, I'm like, okay, um, <laughs> Uh-uh. He is just
3: steady as a rock, uh-huh. and I am, like, this roller coaster yeah. up and yeah. down. Like, every single day I'm going uh-huh. sideways and up and down, and he's just, like, kind of always chugging yeah. along. It does everything. worry uh-huh. me that,
2: like, one day I will get, like, my McDonald's drive through order. They'll give me the wrong thing, and I'll just blow my brains out the <laughs> And just suddenly snap. <laughs> and I'll like, oh, okay, time to go. Yeah. <laughs>
3: but you, do, you do let it out in, like, funny ways, which is, like, if you see, like, you have certain triggers, like, animals... Like, stories about animals you can, like, get emotional about. And, like, sports. Uh Like, he watches, like, Olympics montages where Mm. they play, like, the national anthems of the different countries. And you see, like, the people that won the gold medal, like, hold up their flag. And that will get him going. The So there's certain things yeah there's certain things that are like okay to get emotional about it's just not it's just not a lot like i planned before we got married i planned this whole like sort of pseudo bachelor party for him where i got two of his friends to fly in for from england for one weekend just to like spend a weekend with him and they surprised him at this bar and he was literally like oh hi Like, like he had seen them yesterday
1: (laughs) <laughs> that was Naomi uh the was it the first birthday yes, we were together yes. so the inception of birthdays so this is about a a little a y- less a than a year y- in mm-hmm. right Naomi planned like she just said the inception of birthdays and there were like three staging areas Yeah we went to three different locations and there were like she invited my friends from grad school up for, to New York I went to grad school at Temple in Philly so she had them come up And then – and there were – I can't – like, at one area was, like, just improv friends. Another area was, like –
0: Wow.
1: Like, Like, the grad school people came later
0: because of when they had their bus, right? Because, like, I feel like we did some activity to start, and then it was, like, let's get food – or no food than activity. Bowling. So food is small. Yes. Food than bowling. Food is small. Bowling is bigger. Then we go to a bar, and then it's everyone. And it was just, honey, I was trying to, I was trying to create some crackling energy. I was trying to make a
1: memory. You, you wanted know? me <laughs> to, emo- but this is the thing. I, I yeah, think he had no fucking. This, this is uh... <laughs> He had no fucking emotion. No, no, no. It. They were all again, like, like, uh, like Humphrey. They were repressed. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think that there, there's a connection here in the sense that, like, you constantly want me to emote. Oh, like, I've God. I've done, I've gone to therapy, so I've, I've done a lot of work, and I do, but I also don't know, I don't know how to process emotions. I don't know how to process joy. It's the same thing when you, like, when you were talking about, like, if you get good news, you're like, you're like, oh, cool. And I'm like, I'm the same way, but I have this, like, weird energy inside me, and I don't know what to mm-hmm. do with it, and I just pace around. Like, how do I process this? This is a good yeah. thing that happened. What, <laughs> why does it that's feel sensitive. like it's a bad thing? Yeah.
0: yeah, 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 any kind of intensity on either side. But it's like. But I did, because I'm a whirling dervish, I kind of like <laughs> made you not repressed. It took a few years, but I kind of got you. But I kept saying, like, my whole goal is like happy tears from Andy. Like something, like I'm always like I'm like I'm like when I walk down and walk down the aisle, okay, and I'm stunning you and slaying (laughs) you. I want tears. I want tears. If I don't get tears, I'm turning around. I'm I'm lucky enough to
3: be. I I will. You'll be be there. Just a full
0: ball, a full ball. I was like, I was like, if he, I was like, if he doesn't, I'm turning around, and I'm like, okay, (laughs) like I'm not coming back until you are like verklempt.
1: Like, like, so I'm gonna. So basically, basically, I'm gonna have to like put like stuff in my eyes to Fist make me it. cry. No, you're gonna do it for real, yeah. okay?
0: Because I'm gonna know if you're faking it. You're gonna cry or else. <laughs> yeah, that's romance. That's a, romance. Like <laughs> my holy grail is like happy tears. Like I know if I get them, that's it's
3: like gonna so be huge. Cute. I just like I don't want think wise. you you didn't happy cry at our wedding, did you? I, I don't didn't. think you. <laughs>
2: It was a very happy day for me, but it's just...
3: it really great. But I probably <laughs> cried a little bit.
2: Did yeah?
3: His <laughs> sister burst into like ugly tears to home. Oh God. God, it was, I it was love the funniest it. thing. My favorite picture from our wedding is her ugly crying, mouth open, just like totally losing Boy. it. And then Humphrey and I laughing hysterically, <laughs> slapping our knees with how funny we found it. It was
1: oh man, it's yeah, we tough asked her to
2: read a nice poem. <laughs> oh. it's
1: tough to emote in public i think that's my problem it's tough uh-huh. to when yeah. i'm on my there's something embarrassing about emotions it's the same thing like i have trouble like writing songs or playing music around you yeah, there's yeah, something yeah. embarrassing about that kind of like i can write around you or like make jokes and even if the jokes like suck it's just like yeah whatever like i can Do you toss think it's them it's like
3: off. a a control thing that you're worried that you, that you'll see you like out of control, or do you think it's like a weakness thing? It has tied to like masculinity or like, what's the root there?
1: Meg, you know me, you know, (laughs) by, uh, there's nothing uh, in me tied to masculinity. Uh, I don't have any worries about that. Um, it is, it's, uh, I, I, no, I really think it's embarrassing. I think having emotions (laughs) I've said this on numerous episodes. <laughs> having a body is a shameful yeah, act. Yes.
0: Having a body, having emotion. Oh, oh.
1: Not just being like I a see. pure a pure brain spirit floating through Thanks. the world. Yes, he was uh, like it's bad. embarrassing not to be that kind of Cartesian yeah. uh <laughs> subject. <laughs> This, yeah, it's all This meat <laughs> sack
3: you must inhabit, uh, you are sh- ashamed of. And yeah, I'm yeah, literally yeah. constantly being like, look at
0: this. Is this a lump? Like, I could not care. I could not care.
1: Emotions are the farts of the soul. And all of it <laughs> is very, it's embarrassing, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. I, no, I yes, I find the actual act of that stuff embarrassing, I find the, yeah. I feel like Humphrey is, like, very much no longer into this
2: conversation.
3: (laughs) And it's just, like...
2: Just absorbing.
3: No, this is just the emotionless state that he's (laughs) usually in. He feels nothing about...
2: about Neutral, like,
1: neutral. Wait, I mean, is that that similar, Humphrey? Like, you have... Like, I have the emotions in me. It's just... I I feel embarrassed. Uh, Like, when my aunt died, uh, I... I was so embarrassed. Like it was, it, she meant a lot to me. And at her funeral, I remember just I, – I was crying and I turned to the wall like to cry because uh, yeah. I didn't want anyone to see me crying. Even at like a place where you're yeah. allowed to cry? Yes. yes. yeah.
2: That's interesting. Yeah, I would say – no, I, I would say that I would welcome the impetus to emote publicly. Okay. I rarely okay. feel it. I very rarely feel it um i i i don't know what it is exactly that has has sort of uh driven me to this place I think obviously <laughs> it's it's to do with my family because I would say my family also are all extremely emotionally repressed in in many ways ways shapes and forms um so yeah, you know it's been like Megan has kind of uh been a conduit for me to. To emote and to emote like to and through yes. her. Yes. Um I would say <laughs> like, Through yeah, me I think I'm most certainly. Very definitely. comfortable. Telling you, how, I mean, I tell you I love you five times a day, probably. Um, uh, oh um, my god! And, stop bragging. At uh, times, I really mean it. Yeah, this is um, this uh, a
1: competition. I tell you, I love you uh, eight times a day.
2: Yeah, no, you don't. You don't. Uh, but yeah, you know. But as in, like, I'm not afraid to say that and to, and yeah. to express to Megan how she yeah. makes me feel. Right. Um. But I, I, yeah. It, it's it's not even like because uh, what Annie, the way you described it was like you suppress it. Yeah. That is like I I when I get this news I look inside myself and I go like <laughs> come on got to this time got to be it's got to be something, something. <laughs> I don't know what you mean about like when I get good news I mean I've been you know uh, good news being you know predominantly like I guess professional good news these days like that's what I, that's what is floating my boat mm. uh, when it comes <laughs> in for for like one or other of us. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, great, and I, I get, I know what you mean about that thing. Like, I often pace. I'm like, great, this is good, this is really good, okay, good stuff. That's really good. Uh, okay, nice. All right, cool, very cool. All right, and then I start, I sit down, and I start painting miniatures, or I play video games, or I do whatever. I would um, say,
3: like, the thing, one of the things I really love about Humphrey is that he's just he is a very contented person. So mm-hmm. it's like new things that come along. He's like, great. But, but I feel like you're also okay with not having that. Like, I well, think yeah, you're the- at a happy place. Whereas me, like every good thing that happens to me Oh, the goodness of that only lasts inside of me for like a very About short amount of time. As long as the thing happens, and yeah. then right. it, and then I'm empty, and I'm like so waiting for the next thing that when it comes to me, yes. I will burst into tears of joy, like <laughs> in getting it because I feel so lost without. I that have thing. a load
2: of dumb hobbies. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. as alluded to, I paint managers, miniatures, I play video games, I run role playing games for my friends, I do like all this do- like dog shit nonsense. <laughs>
0: dog shit nonsense. It's not dog shit nonsense.
2: Uh, yeah, I read a lot. So I, so like quarantine has been a really interesting time for us, as it has been for everybody, because I have found, I think, I found it a lot easier than you have, right? Yeah. Because I can, I'm like, all right, I'm going to play Goodbye. eight hours, eight straight hours of some PlayStation 4 game today, and I will get up and I will eat um, a lunch, uh, in, so break it up in the middle yep. with some yep. lunch, sure. yeah I'll it. go for a walk. And I'll come back and I'll read football gossip for ages. Because I <laughs> is love there sports. that much well,
0: gossip? Is there that much there's football There's always
2: gossip? so much gossip. And by the way, a gossip consists of like which player is going to move to which team. But I'm always like, oh, ooh, ooh. I can't <laughs> yeah. get enough of it.
1: Who's going
0: um, to
2: Manchester
1: United? Man,
2: you, baby. I don't know. Some bunch of pricks. Um, <laughs> not my, my least Liverpool. favorite team. Yeah.
0: Oh, I think my um, mom's a Liverpool headway. Is, Su- is Suarez on Liverpool? He was, he was, yeah, he's at Barcelona
2: now. Yes. They're the now.
3: champions of the league this yeah. year. Champions of uh, England,
2: mm-hmm. Europe, and the world at the moment. Wow, wow, no wow, wow. NBD, um, <laughs> but it uh, really isn't a big deal to anyone else in this conversation.
1: <laughs> now ask me who's currently on the X-Men, Naomi. <laughs> I
2: don't uh, want to know. I don't know who's on the current X-Men. I, I read a lot of new X-Men back in the day. but Oh, um, Grant Morrison? Love him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You
3: guys have nothing but things in common. <laughs> two
2: of you. It's a couple of winners.
3: Kind of incredible. A couple uh, of winners. I love it. Of you right guys here. should have quarantined together, and Naomi and I could but have drank all say. the wine in the entire world. I was going to say that
2: you have found quarantine much more difficult, right? Yeah. Because I, you I don't, don't have love all those being. Dumb distractions.
3: Yeah, I don't love being inactive. I, it's not that I don't enjoy relaxing. I just like relaxing after I have achieved something. you want to earn it. I like, you wanna earn it. I, I like to earn it. I like to go on trips if I'm going to be relaxing. I don't like to just sit in my house. I mm-hmm. when it just I just walk around thinking like, okay, I need to change something about this place. Like I just make <laughs> projects for myself. And Humphrey, yeah, like as he says, he's he was he's done mm-hmm. a little bit I feel better. Like I
2: have earned this rest. I'm yes. yeah, so offsetting yes. this against every boring conversation I've ever been in where <laughs> I have to be like oh yeah and just like paid attention now's my time now's every you- time I stood ho- limply holding a glass of like warm white wine that I was <laughs> never going to drink in the first place because I don't like wine And listen to someone drone on about something I did not care about. Or someone going, you're tall for the longest time. And you being like, I don't know what to tell you. Who
0: are we talking to who's just saying this? Like someone just like, is always like, oh, Luke Moniz. He's a comic who did the show where he's, and he's, he's pretty tall. And he was just saying how when he went to his girlfriend's high school reunion, Everyone just came up to him like, "You play ball? You play ball? Mm-hmm. You're tall, How's the do you? Up there?
3: Like,
1: how tall it's like, are you? Yeah. Oh no! I, I find, that. I <laughs> find those moments because I don't know how to talk normally to people. Yes, those moments, I like I treat them like lessons in like what do normal humans talk about? Like they don't talk about indie rock, and they don't <laughs> talk about. Uh, <laughs> you know ds grant, the grant the, morrison's x-men run or
0: like the democratic socialists right you know like of america like so yeah you you have to practice right. your like small talk your right. surface we're not, talk we're
1: not gonna go uh hard into david harvey's uh understanding of marx right okay
0: we're, no we're not okay <laughs> and so, so you learn how to practice
1: yeah so i i'm like oh uh, real housewives okay cool uh <laughs> what's what uh so who are they right <laughs> Wow. Um wait before we end one question Naomi because this this is uh, uh I've had a like a tickle in my brain uh, oh. since we talked about this right. cuz I thought one of the things that bonded you and I w- was the fact that I think overall the like important things that we hate together Uh-huh are like uh, are the things that bond us, and sure we have our own uh, our own idiosyncratic hatreds of things. Yes, of course. Right. Yeah. But like, it's those big moments. It's the big hatreds.
0: But see, as you're saying, it's the big hatreds, not the big likes. Like yeah. we like, we do like we we like a lot of the same you know TV movies and stuff. I will say I also will kind of just go along. I'll be like, "What you got there?" And you'll be like, "It's British." I don't know, and so I'm just like, "I'll try it," like because we'll just like it's not like. I don't know. I don't care that much. I remember there was a time when I was younger where it was all about what does this, do we like the same stuff? Do you like the movies I like? Do you like Uh the movie? You know, and it's like now it's like live your life
3: so Uh, yeah i love that he has different interests because then i get some nights off where he like goes and does something with somebody else and i'm like great and then i can watch my drag race or like whatever it is that like i get into that he and we don't share all of those things like completely in common but like you're saying like the big hatred stuff like (laughs) we both like we both hate nightclubs and like clubbing we would never Mm -hmm. ever not not, there's not one (laughs) of us that was ever gonna ask the (laughs) other one to like hey Mm -hmm. do you want to go stand in line at some club in (laughs) hollywood and pay too much money to like yeah. have our ears blown out like
2: even if we were like on holiday somewhere it's like oh wouldn't it be crazy to go to like a Japanese nightclub like fuck no
3: yeah we don't <laughs> We just don't like doing that stuff. And that that's kind of. And we both like hate people that break the rules. Like, we're driving yes! from Los Angeles Most and we guys. see people like running stop signs. We will talk for 20 minutes about oh. who the asshole that person was. <laughs> oh my God. That is the
0: fuel in my tank. God. Yes. <laughs> the, today, we took the dog to the vet in the morning and it's like just a tricky, like parking lot to get out of. And so Andy had a whole plan. He's like, I'm going to turn back. And and then this person just came and parked right where he needed to be to turn. Not in a space. Not in a space. not a space. In front of a dumpster. In front of
1: a dumpster, making it impossible to make any kind of turn in that parking lot. And that is all of Los Angeles. Los Angeles Mm -hmm. fuels... Yeah, it fuels the hatred in my heart. It keeps me young. If there is- <laughs> <laughs> it,
3: it truly, it seems like everyone that moved here thinks that as long as you can get away with it driving, it's legal. Like, as long yes. as you don't get into an accident, it's fine to do. And it drives right. us nuts. But I love that we, like, I couldn't be with somebody if I turned to them and I was like, that guy blew through the stop sign. And I turned to you and if you were like, well, you know, it's You're not like, who, who cares? Yeah, like yeah. Nobody got into an accident. I yeah. would lose my yes. mind.
2: Or <laughs> <I was laughs> if I was one of those drivers as oh. well. (laughs) yeah 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 Uh, you guys yeah
1: yeah okay so uh, we said yes yeah yeah. it's
0: all no we're fine you can't compare us to a couple you can't compare us to a couple that fights four times in five years okay no one can beat that no one can beat that okay they are waspy they are (laughs) alabaster they are out here painting miniatures I can't do that you married a black woman you gonna get yelled at okay the whole vibe is that I'm gonna be up here for no reason okay that's it (laughs) Humphrey have you ever taken a brown lover of any kind Jesus oh have I ever taken a brown lover of any Any, kind any yes any color um yes okay good I don't need details I just need to know that okay we can stop now you guys thank you so much for talking to us it was so good to have you you
3: Megan that question (laughs) No. I have never taken a brown lover.
0: I knew that already.
1: Uh, Humphrey and Megan, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, what a delight.
0: What a damn delight. You guys are wonderful. Love Thanks everything you do. Us. And we'll talk to you guys soon. And see you next week. Bye! Bye!